Kia ora, and welcome to what I call Ride Your Stigma. Listen, learn, ask hard questions, share your stories, and choose to grow. Because at the end of the day, my friend, we are our own creators. Welcome, welcome, beautiful lady. So guys, we are here today for episode 11, the one one. <laughs> Um, for Ride Your Stigmas podcast, we have an absolutely fantastic, sassy, sexy woman here today. She, I suppose, I've come across her on her slut project, um, which is fantastic. We would introduce her as the mother of the sluts, the creator of the slut project, and a mentor and life coach. Um, and a lifelong traveler from New Zealand. So welcome, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on to share your fantasticness. <laughs> so girlfriend, um, tell us a little bit about where you are today, um, who you are, and I suppose your own self-introduction of kind of a little bit about your journey and and where you've been and where you've come to now. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, no, where do I start with this? Uh, <laughs> so, so where I am today. So at the moment, I I'm on a I'm on a little road trip around New Zealand. Um, which is so I wanted to talk a bit today about you know, following your dreams and this for me being, being a lifelong traveler and continuing to, to do that and to explore my own country and to explore the world is, you know, a big part of my, um, my vision of my dreams and what, what my life will look like. Um, so yeah, at the moment I'm, I'm traveling around New Zealand because it's, it's what I love to do. I, I love to be able to do so through, you know, having an online business and, you know, being an online creator. And that all really started for me when when I began the Slut Project, which would have been just over two years ago now. And wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's when <laughs> yeah, and it's been such an exciting journey. Like I, I wasn't really sure what the what you know what the sub project was going to achieve when I started it, but um, it really all began because I so I've worked in the sex industry since on and off since I was nineteen years old, and so I'm twenty eight now, mm-hmm. and I started working in the sex industry in a in a brothel as as an escort or a hooker and I for a long time I kept that very much to myself and I I didn't tell people and I felt really ashamed of the work I was doing not because I felt you know bad in the work that I was doing but Mm -hmm. because of the you know, because of what the people around me who weren't in the sex industry would would think that was, you know, that was what I was really scared of. And and, and Hannah, do you think that's really common too? Um, absolutely. With many people that are in the sex industry? 
yeah yes so it's I feel very lucky in where I am at the moment being able to speak out about my experiences in the sex industry but Mm. I I have to remind myself that a lot of people aren't in this position and you know I've been very lucky with the support that I've had from my family and the support that I've had from from friends and and people around me and but this just isn't the reality for a lot of people and you know when I when I first started working in the industry it was just a known thing that this wasn't something that you shared with people because you would be judged for it and you Mm. would be ostracized for it or you would you would maybe even just the you know just the comments or the judgment or the 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 jokes that people you know would make to make you feel uncomfortable about yourself um Mm -hmm. you know it was it was really really difficult so for the most part I just I kept it secret for um probably about six years yeah um and it was just it was such it was just such a burdening thing to to keep it secret and even you know when I wasn't working in the sex industry because I didn't the whole time but even when I wasn't there was still this thing this big part of my past that I was keeping hidden and it just it was so uncomfortable for me and it just felt so wrong and the the lies and the secrets and and everything it just it just it felt so uncomfortable within my body and I knew that this was this was a reality for a lot of people and what I came to also realize was the shame that I felt around keeping keeping you know my my part in the sex industry a secret was so that that was what brought me shame but I realized that a lot of people were also experiencing a similar shame whether they were in the sex industry or not just around their sex lives and their sexual their sexual beings and their desires and what they had done or what they hadn't done or you know there were so many things that people were just feeling really shameful about and like they couldn't talk about and it just kind of hit me one day where I realized that this needed to not be a thing and through that through talking to people and hearing about their shame and the secrecy and how they felt like they couldn't speak out about it I and how they came to me to talk about these things because you know I was more open um more open than they felt they could be I realized that I could start somewhere I could start a group I could start you know a place a community where I could bring people together and share my stories and through that hopefully inspire other people to to share their stories and to embrace themselves and feel more normal within themselves um and so basically that's that's how the thought project started a couple of years ago and it's it's been exactly that and it's been really incredible I love how um how heart-centered you just explained that Hannah (laughs) because it literally like to you it's not a business it's not a job it's not a credit thing it's literally like I can hear in your voice and in your passion and your energy that it literally like 
it just kind of all flowed and it just came out of you in a place that you wanted others to feel in love with themselves, you know, like that self-worth mm. crap that we all kind of, so it's, it's fucking cool, like the passion that comes through there. And I think what you were talking about before, like when when that six years when you hadn't kind of spoken out about um, being in the sex, sex industry and things like that, I personally haven't um, been involved with anything myself with that. Um, so I can't really relate, but I can relate in a sense, I suppose, with like my herpes diagnosis mm-hmm. and all I do. Yeah. Um, when I was diagnosed with that, like at first, like people would be like, oh, don't tell anyone. Like, you can't tell anyone that you have that. Or you can't like call and sit to work and say, I have a herpes outbreak. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you can't do that because it's related to your genitals, you know? And mm-hmm. to me, all I think is like feeling claustrophobic because you're not being your full self, you know? Like, Mm-hmm. you're not having the opportunity to like be who you are so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that sounds similar to what maybe you went through absolutely yeah 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 no ab- absolutely like this this is what I you know mean meant before when it it didn't matter whether people were you know also in the sex industry or not like I recognize that we're a there were so many of us experiencing a similar feeling of shame, you know, no matter how different the situ- situations were when it came to, um, you know, our, our sex lives and our sexual selves. And, mm. you know, what you said about being, feeling claustrophobic, like that's exactly it. It just feels so stifling to, yeah. to not be able to, to speak your truth and be your true self and express, express this kind of stuff. Yeah, totally girl. Um, when you started this slut project, did you just think of it one day and open it? Did you have like a couple of, was it, is it funny thinking back now? Like, did you have a couple of your girlfriends in there and then it just slowly grew? Because how many people are in there now? How many people are in there? <laughs> I think, I think, I think we're at about 4,600 at the oh. moment. Yeah, which is really cool. And most of the girls in there are from New Zealand which is awesome yeah um and so how it actually started funnily enough the slot project was originally going to be a podcast and yeah yeah so it was originally going to be a podcast and I was not confident at enough at the time to to run a podcast and just have me as like you know the 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 center of all the attention and even though I mean in the group I still there is a lot of attention on on me as the the leader I think just me putting my actual voice out there and creating this podcast felt like quite overwhelming to me at the time and so it just kind of shifted into a group because because I thought well that could be a really good alternative option and I mean it was it was a freaking incredible alternative option because it means that you know everyone who wants to have a voice in the group has their own voice if they want to use it if they want to if they want to post if they want to comment if they want to contribute just by liking things um just by reading through things whatever they can they can show up in whatever way that they want to which I think is a really amazing thing and you know I love seeing 
I love seeing the different ways that people show up, whether whether they're just, you know, kind of lingering in the backgrounds and are silent supporters or whether they're in the forefront, um, you know, being loud and proud. Like everyone shows up in their own way. And I think it's incredible in whatever way people show up. And it's just it's such a cool space. Um, but yeah, in terms of of how it started, I think I just started inviting people kind of on my friends list and a lot of people were interested and joined and it just it just kind of blew up like there's so many people who refer people there's people invite each other in we get mentioned in other groups and it just it 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 grows itself really um which is so fucking cool it does and through through culture babe like when you're describing there as as it grows and how we all just show up in our authentic way and, and what way we want to, you know, like if we're more the quieter side or we're really out there mm-hmm. and just being yourself. I think about um, other like girl support, women support groups that I, and I haven't actually, I haven't actually found a group like the Slut Project that I haven't seen any form of bullying or down putting mm. like the Slut Project just literally has so much love in there so much support um and so much acceptance and love for everyone as they are and Mm. and whatever kinks or fancy this and that like whatever differences or similarities that are in there it's all like really positive good um culture and community in there so you've done an amazing job kind of kind of leading leading by example of just owning who you are and what you enjoy and what your desires are right (laughs) thank you thank you yeah well I it's funny because I sometimes forget this but when I started the group I had it in my mind so much that I wanted the group to be different and that's in that exact way like I had been in plenty of other groups where there had been like bullying and put downs and just bitchiness and that kind of thing. And I thought I can't have a space where, where we allow that because this is not at all what we're trying to achieve here. Like it needs to be just the space, like full of so much love and acceptance and, and, you know, support and uplifting energy. And so right from the beginning, I really cracked down on, you know, any sort of bullying and judgment and really amped up the the support and the love and everything like that. And it's gotten to the point now where this is just the standard and I hardly have to step in at all. Mm-hmm. And the group, the group just thrives off this, this incredible, beautiful, loving energy. And it's, yeah, it's just amazing. I, you know, I haven't been in any other groups quite the same as well. And, you know, I'm just so proud of, of the group and everyone in it for, you know, bringing out their best selves inside the group. And I just, yeah, I just fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's freaking awesome, girl. You've done amazing. Thank Um, you. (laughs) Could you tell us a little bit more, I suppose, maybe dive into like what sex work is for you or what your experiences have been, if you've had like any big hurdles or challenges or because I suppose um, there's such a variety in our world. Like some people do sex work and know about it or things like that. And then other people, like they haven't even heard about it before or they come from different cultures and things. Like 
could mm-hmm. you give us such I don't know maybe your description of of the different variety of things you've kind of dove into in your career path and sex work and stuff like that maybe mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I mean I've done I've done a few different things within the sex industry. So I started off working in a parlor or a brothel in Western Australia in Perth. And yeah, so I started off off there, which was I think for me it was a really good place for me to start because it was it was where I learned a lot of the like basic stuff that I needed to learn around security and um, taking money and what a client session should look like and you know all of these all of these basic things I learned you know quite a bit about um, sexual health and keeping myself safe Um, and so this is where I started off and I probably spent about a year working in this one parlor and I left the sex industry for for a few years after that and and this was when I I ended up moving into sugar dating and I can't remember exactly how I kind of I found out about it I think I must have read something online like some article about um this sugar dating site seeking arrangement mm-hmm. and yeah, I yeah yeah so that's the the main you know the main mainly used site you know around the world it's the biggest sugar dating site speaking arrangement so I didn't know anyone else who was doing sugar dating at the time and I decided that I wanted to try it out but I was living in New Plymouth at the time and I really wanted to get back into the sex industry I hadn't been in it for a few years wanted to get back in I was sick of working minimum wage jobs and not having any money so I was kind of tossing up between I was like you know do I move to Wellington and become a stripper and I was like yeah that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna be a stripper and then I remembered that I dance like your dad and <laughs> what the other idea- girl? I bet you you dance beautiful. <laughs> I'm so awkward. <laughs> I would love to come to one of your tw- twerk classes, but Please I'm so awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so awkward. Like the idea of me like being on stage with everyone staring at me when I like I don't know how to dance. There isn't a lot of flow there. Like I'm much better now, but like back then there was just no chance and once I like that kind of that kind of reality hit me I was like all right so so maybe maybe stripping isn't for me but I was like maybe I could be an escort or maybe and I was like maybe I could do the sugar dating thing and so I decided that I decided to move to Wellington and have a go at being a sugar daddy being a sugar daddy being a sugar (laughs) baby (laughs) (laughs) and and it was so much fun so sugar dating is it's I guess it's kind of like a cross between when using a sugar dating website it's like a cross between using a normal dating site and like having an escorting profile it's like a mix in between so you kind of can you can you like tell me I suppose 
explain like the difference you know you said you started in a brothel so yeah. you have like your brothel then your sugar dating and then escort stuff like could you give me like a quick little definition of like what the differences are between them okay um okay. yeah yeah I'm like how do I explain this okay so yeah. in, a, in a brothel basically what will happen well guys will come into a brothel and they will basically you know they'll get to see the girls who are working that day or that evening and they'll pick the girl that they want and I guess the 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 girls working there it's kind of like they they hire out the room for the amount of time that you know the the client chooses so say say the client wants to book you so you they they pay for the hour and the the house or the brothel takes a cut of that and then the girl gets gets to keep the rest and this cut this cut could be up to 50 percent so this this place this parlor this brothel wherever you're working could be taking up to 50% of the money that you're earning in an evening, um, which can feel quite a lot, obviously. Um, and then so with escorting, escorts, they usually have private escorts. They'll go on a escorting site. So basically girls will have their little profiles. So guys can go onto an escorting site and browse through these girls' profiles or they'll have their pictures, they'll have their um, like description, uh, boob size, body size, ethnicity, like a little a little sexy intro, um, a teaser sort of thing. And they'll basically go through, look at the rates, and then they can call up a girl and um either I guess they could invite them to their hotel room their home or I don't know wherever but Mm -hmm. so escorting escorting hasn't really ever been anything that I have done personally not Mm -hmm. private escorting um and then sugar dating is like a mix a mix of of real dating and escorting. So it's kind of similar to escorting, but these girls will have these profiles like in a dating site. So mm-hmm. so these guys will go on this on this sugar dating site and you'll have your profile there and you'll have your pictures and you'll have a description. So in my profile, I always like to this is what I like to write about and what I also like to tell other people to write about, which is basically like put your personality on show, like talk yourself up, talk about how awesome you are, your your best qualities, talk about what you like to do. And then also what you're trying to achieve in life is one that I really like to, you know, like to push because a lot of these guys like to think that they are supporting girls who are, you know, just trying to get somewhere, that they're, they're, they have goals, they're trying to achieve things, and a lot of the time these guys, um, yeah, they want to feel like they're, they are participating in your growth and your achievements. I think for them it also helps them to feel like they're not booking an escort, that they're mm. supporting you in your journey and they're just helping you out and it's a mutual exchange um, and there's something about that that, I don't know, makes it feel better 
for them, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like con- contributing to like someone else's journey kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and there are a lot of guys on the site who also it it's it's kind of like a a game, I suppose, in the way that they're like they don't want to feel like they're booking an escort, and mm. so they go on the site because it's kind of like a watered down version of that in a way. Um, in my eyes, because I've you know worked as as an escort I've worked you know in a brothel and stuff I've done full service sex work before this felt very much like full service sex work just you know with a bit of a guise Mm, mm. um and so with sugar dating it can it can range from being pretty much just full service sex work you know hiring an escort for an hour to it can range anywhere from that to basically being like you know a normal relationship where there is just lots of gifts and money involved um Mm -hmm. and I've been in a, a huge range of different sorts of sugar dating relationships um you know I've had I've had one guy who has you know, taking me to Singapore with him and giving me a car and, you know, I'll go stay. I don't anymore, but I would go stay at his place every other week. And, you know, we really formed like a relationship and a friendship throughout the the year or so that we were seeing each other. And then I've had other guys who I've seen for an hour and then never heard from again. You know? Yeah, yeah can be a real variety hey mm-hmm. it's yeah, quite cool so, when you describe all of those because then it really draws a different picture in our mind you know it's not just I well I suppose I'm only speaking from my own experiences and I suppose lack of knowledge around it that like you think of the word sex work and people just think oh it's just sex work you know like in my head I'm like oh sex work is one thing but there's so many different dynamics and yeah yeah so absolutely yeah mm. Yeah, like I feel like that was a, a bit of a, a rambly description of just a few things in the sex industry. But yeah, there's a there's a whole range of things. Like I have done, um, you know, like sold like sexy videos. I've sold uh, like dirty video calls. I have um, sold my underwear. You know, <laughs> there, there are. I have friends who are cam girls, so, you know, they work through cam girl websites and spend, you know, a certain amount of hours a day just um, sitting on cam and being invited and to do, like, private calls and stuff like that. Not entirely sure how that works, but, um, you know, there, there are so many different things under the sex work umbrella. It is, it is never just one thing, and yeah it's it's been a lot of fun like experimenting with with a lot of things within within the industry yeah totally totally um could you maybe touch on what um I suppose what positives you've kind of gained through your journey and your sex work life 
um like what are some mm-hmm. positives and what are some challenges like that you've I suppose self-worth is a big thing that pops up for me um yeah but I think that's a stigma thing hey like that you mm-hmm. I don't know I hear <clears throat> people in our society kind of I suppose it's that down talk that you that you get from society like oh sex work and roll your eyes kind of thing that mm. um is demeaning or assumes that um I suppose that it messes with our head or our self-worth and things like that so like have you got I suppose any tips and things around mental health and looking after yourself and things so positives and negatives I suppose that you've gone through yeah um it's it's interesting because it's like so in ways the sex industry has been hard on my self-esteem but also at the same time it's been incredible for my self-esteem and it's been incredible for my confidence and you know coming out about the sex industry has also been amazing for me in my my confidence and owning who I am and my past and what I do and you know everything about me like it's it's been such an incredible move for me to start speaking out about this and and that's been amazing but you know, there there are things within the sex industry that can be both, you know, hugely beneficial for confidence and also really detrimental because mm-hmm. because there can be things that happen within the industry that can be, you know, quite damaging. Like when you have clients who who really aren't very nice, um, you know, that can be quite a blow. And, you know, this is why it's so important to to take safety precautions and to listen to your intuition. Like, that has been the biggest thing for me is learning how to really trust my intuition about people. Um, and, I mean, that's been an incredible skill that I've gained through being in the sex industry is, like, having this, this radar um for people and just my intuition is so on point but (laughs) it really you know it took it took a lot of doozies to to get to this point now but yeah I think I think that really is is the most important thing in the industry is just really listening to your body listening to your intuition listening to when your body says this is right and really listening to to your body when it says this is wrong this could be for a client in particular or this could just be for needing to take a break and needing to step away whether that's for good or whether that's just for some time like it's just so 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 important to listen to what your body wants and I think this is also one of the big reasons why it's really important to have good um a good relationship with money because Mm -hmm you know, you you need to be set up in a way that when you need to take space or when you need to say no to a client, you feel like you're in a position that you can say no. Because this is a trap that many sex workers get into is um, not having a good relationship with money and spending spending money as quick as it comes in because you know that it can always come back in. But mm-hmm. you need to have that buffer so that you have the, you have, you feel that you have the freedom to, say yes and no going off of your intuition basically um Mm. and building like healthy healthy habits and boundaries for yourself hey girl yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah that's been that was a really really big lesson for me um but 
in terms in terms of the positives too of what what the sex industry has given me like a big big one for me you know apart from from growing more confident in myself and my body like that that's been huge um but also just through through experiencing the the time freedom that I was able to have through the sex industry to to be able to make good money and to spend the rest of the time that I had you know doing what I wanted that really gave me a good insight into what I wanted my life to be like and you know it gave me the freedom to travel and to to live my life as I pleased and so now even though I'm not in the sex industry like I used to be there's still a little dabble here and there but I don't I don't use it as as my main form of of income anymore um you know I still have it very much ingrained into me that you know I should be able to live my life with the freedom that I want and the time freedom that I want and the ability to travel and the ability to do all the fucking things that I want to. And I'm so grateful for the sex industry for shining that big fucking spotlight on, on that. That's, that's been huge. Um, And, you know, through all the personal development work that I've done to, to understand that I am the, understand that I am the creator of my life and my own reality and if that's the reality that I want to have then this is the reality that I'm getting like this is what I'm I'm working towards this is this is the life that I'm creating and yeah I'm so grateful for the sex industry for helping me to to see what's possible in that and you know even though now I don't want the sex industry to be involved in me creating that um it was the path that led me to to realizing that hell yeah girl freedom of a life (laughs) yeah yeah you got it it's so incredible it's so incredible I love I love the the passion and the I suppose the energy that you approach life and in a really limitless way and you know having everything in your journey that you want you know having the freedom to just go travel New Zealand you know Mm -hmm. and and do what your heart feels called to to be grounded and to actually have enjoyment and purpose in your in your life that you're gifted (laughs) (laughs) yeah fuck Um, could you maybe tell the listeners Hannah um a little bit more about like what this pose is inclusive of um in case anyone kind of wants to find you or join or is interested to hear about um what kind of things go on in there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so the slut project is inclusive of all female identifying humans and you know is not at all limited to you know just sex workers like I know that there are are a lot of girls in the group who are in the sex industry or dabble in the sex industry or you know used to but the group is just a place for women to express themselves you know and and their true selves and their sexual selves and to share stories and to ask questions and to you know just to just to discover more things like there are a lot of people in the group like I said before who just kind of 
you know, I say linger in the background, but, you know, they they are, you know, avid readers and avid discoverers, even though they might not show up in the comments or the likes or the posts or whatever. Um, there are plenty of people who are just there to learn and observe and to, you know, contribute in a more internal way for themselves. Um, and, yeah, I just think it's such a, it's such a cool place for for learning and just yeah sharing if that's what you choose to do I I do like to write a lot of stories and you know share my own thoughts and stuff and try and get conversations started this could be about the sex industry this could be about you know for just directed at anyone but yeah that's that's it really <laughs> it's awesome yeah I love that I think that makes it really nice and clear for everyone to kind of understand what it's all about and things like that and I suppose one other one is your mentoring and life coaching like what do you what do you offer with that and what are you all about on the life coach mentor side so what I'm really passionate about um which is funny because I guess it it's not so much directly related to you know your sexual self which I feel like a lot of people might assume but what I'm really passionate about is self-discovery and helping people to yeah discover themselves and discover their dreams and what they they really want out of life and being able to to really embrace that and to to lead with that because you know this is what the slut project really is about for me for me it was about discovering myself and owning myself and sharing myself and sharing big parts of my life and you know creating my life the way that I want it like although it's it's about sex work and um, embracing my sexual self and that sort of thing the underlying thing is me being who I truly am and creating the life that I want and so this is this is what I'm really passionate about helping other women with and to help them to discover their own self-worth because that this is a big part of all of that of discovering yourself and creating your dream life is feeling that you're worthy of doing so that you're worthy of creating the life that you want that you're worthy of having it that you're worthy of having it all um and so yeah that's a big part of of what I do the worthiness the self-discovery the self-love um and the creation that's yeah that's really my jam yeah girl totally is it's awesome. <laughs> it's so much deeper, eh? Deeper than just like that cliche old self-development. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much deeper, so much deeper. And it is about creating all that you want and all that you enjoy in your in your being on earth, hey? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've just got one more question, Hannah. Um mm-hmm. Could you maybe share with us, I don't know if you have any self-talk mantras or like a golden piece of advice that you would, I suppose, that maybe you share with people you connect with or you use in your daily life that, I suppose, just a golden piece of advice for anyone listening out there that either is thriving but wants to thrive more or they're struggling or challenged or feeling alone. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
So some, something I hear, you know, quite often is, is people making excuses as to, you know, why, why they can't follow their dreams or why their desires aren't something that, that can be attained. And, you know, something that I like to, to say is that, you know, your dreams and desires were given to you for a reason like they were they were gifted to you from you know whoever created us god universe spirit you know they were gifted to us and they are they are a guide to where our happiness and where our best truly expressed selves lie and mm-hmm. you know through through following our desires and following our dreams this is where we really get to discover ourselves um and you know, this isn't to say that the the path of following our dreams and desires is going to be all rainbows and pots of gold, but the highs and the lows and the learnings and the growth and all of this is what really makes this path like even more special. Um, and you know, this is something I asked myself in the past when I was really, you know, really tapping into what the fuck even are my dreams and desires um and you know through that through that discovery you know I started asking myself how can I make how can I start to make this happen like right now because it can often feel so far away but you know I, I believe that whether it's a leap or it's a baby step there is always something that we can do to to move towards those dreams and desires right now um no matter how big or small it's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I have no words. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, so. <laughs> love that. That's some that's some really good advice there. Beautiful. Yes. Um and um if anyone that's listened today, Hannah, would like to um be in contact with you, um, or get involved with what you're doing and kind of start watching your journey and connecting, um, how would they be able to find you? Is there um anywhere they can find you or contact you? Yeah, so through the sub project or my Instagram is at Hannah Rachel. So I think you're putting that in the in the notes for the yeah, for the spelling yeah. and on Facebook as well. Feel free to add me as a friend. I love new Facebook friends. Um also at Hannah Rachel. Yeah. Um yeah. awesome. Sounds incredible. Well beautiful. Um thank you so so much. I absolutely love your vulnerability, your ownership, and just being authentically you. Thank you so much for finding me through Facebook. <laughs> I think Thank I- you so much for having me. Yeah, it's incredible. And keep doing what you're doing um, because you too, I, girlfriend. I know that you inspire and trigger um, bigger sparks within a lot of people. So keep doing it, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Same to you. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful afternoon. You too. Bye.